Hey GCS new teachers, it's Crystal Vandiver. I'm your director of new teacher support for Guilford County Schools and I'm so excited to welcome you to our very first episode of the school year 2021-2022. Our series just for new teachers called Anchor Point where we anchor ourselves in our district's vision to transform learning and life outcomes for all children. We hope that this podcast series is going to be a place of encouragement for you, hope, and will give you great resources for providing equitable instruction for all students. We also hope it just makes you feel a little bit more connected to other first-year teachers on the same journey in your district. We know this is going to be an encouraging experience for you, and we look forward to diving into some of the topics that we have planned, um, the book that we are going to be covering, and also some special guests that will join us along the way. So without further ado, it is our first episode in September of 2021, and I'm going to turn it over to our podcast series host, Crystal Johnson and Sarah Campbell, our new teacher support coaches. Stay tuned and continue to join us each week. So um, today our anchor point is going to be focusing on um, um, effective teachers. We know that you all are and we have some great things to share uh, to ensure that you remain an effective teacher. This anchor point will be uh, ran by uh, myself, Crystal Johnson, as well as my friend and colleague, Sarah Campbell. Hey everyone, I am super excited to be here. Um, this is our first anchor point, of, obviously, of the 2021 to 22 school year. We have been really excited to get this started again. It was a really great experience for us last year, for the BT1s that we had last year. And we're super excited that you guys are here or that you're listening. We hope to be able to share a lot of valuable content with you all. We hope to be able to connect, to network, to hear from one another. So I'm so grateful for you guys for listening or being here. And we're really excited to get this started with you all. So for our NPL opener, I'm, I cannot wait. I've been waiting all week for this. Uh, I want you to share in the chat your favorite go-to song. What is that song? that gets you pumped, whether it's in the morning, whether it's relaxed after a long day of work. Like, what is your go-to song um, that hypes you up, gets you ready, a song that you can keep on repeat forever and ever? I want to hear what that song is. I like the way you, I know that's right. That's my song too, girl. Uh, I like the way you move by Outkast. What else we have? What else y'all jamming to? Treat people with kindness. Harry Styles. Oh my gosh, I love Harry Styles. He has a song called She that I play a lot during my evening walks. Sarah, do you have a song? Like, what song is kind of like your go-to? So, I think I'm kind of corny. Um, I don't really have like a super duper upbeat song like that. My go-to song right now is um, Million Little Miracles and I just love it. Like, I just listen to it anytime I feel like I just need to to switch my perspective a bit and it just reminds me that I'm just so lucky because there's just miracles all around. I love that song. I would have to say I have taken it back to the 90s. I don't know if y'all know So Fine by Mint Condition, but I've been wearing So Fine by Mint Condition out because of course I'm fine so it just fits the occasion. Uh, but I've been definitely listening to that song a lot. Any others? 
uh, want to share their song. We might have to make like a BT playlist from all of your choices. And for those of you listening, we will come back to this in a bit towards the end of this. Keep your, lo keep your um, song in mind. We'll talk to you guys about why that's so important. Absolutely. So we're going to keep moving forward, um, but uh, feel free um, to, you know, keep that as a mental note as in your mind, as Sarah said, because uh, it will be revisited, but keep it coming. All right, so just wanted to give a short reminder for um, the Form 10. All of you guys at this point have obviously been through your new, new teacher orientation, and one of the requirements for all first-year teachers is to complete the online Form 10, which you will complete with your school-based mentor. Um, whether you were you went through orientation in July or just um, a couple weeks ago, you'll need to complete that form if you haven't already. It has been shared with you via email. I am going to put it in the chat bar now, but of course, um, if you're listening, we'll share this in an email as well. Um, reach out to your new to, to your coach if you're not sure where where to find the link for the form 10. But go back to your agendas. Um, those were due either on August 30th or for some of you on September 30th, and that's just something real quick that you'll complete with your mentor at your school. So please make sure you're taking care of that orientation requirement. And it's really hard to um, like articulate or to put down on a nice clean slide what all of the upcoming orientation requirements are. You guys, several of you have different start dates, and so that's going to impact your orientation agenda. Um, and so I just want to kind of provide a blanket reminder that if you have not yet completed all of your orientation requirements, um, then you need to make sure that you get that done. A lot of those were due by August 30th, I know at the end of September. Those of you who came through orientation in either July or August, you have a big due date coming up, which is for the classroom design course that you'll complete in Canvas. If that's something that you haven't yet started or enrolled in that course, um, we'll need you guys to get in there and get that done by September 30th, and that's only for our um, all of our teachers who attended in July and August. Um, those of you who attended in just a few weeks ago, you have a few other orientation requirements as well. So make sure that you guys are getting those done, and if, you're, if you have questions, then please reach out to um, your new teacher support coach or to me, Sarah Campbell, and we will make sure that you get that, um, get the information that you need. All right, so this year our podcast series is going to be using three different texts. And um, you're not required to get these, but we just want to share them with you so that you know kind of where we're getting our information from and what we're sharing from. One of the books that we'll be using is called 180 Days of Self-Care for Busy Educators, and that's by Tina Boudrin. Um, we've used another text of hers in previous years called The Beginning Teacher's Field Guide. And um, I highly recommend that book as a way to kind of navigate your first year of teaching. We'll probably reference that several times. It's a really great tool. Um, and so if you need that, that title, we can give that to you too. But we're gonna, this year we're gonna use 180 days of self-care. We're also going to use a text called 101 Answers for New Teachers and Their Mentors. And that's gonna be where we draw a lot of strategies from. And then our third text is going to be called The New Teacher Book. And um, so we'll share these titles with you guys. These are texts that are going to be a great supplement to your first year of teaching, um, but we'll be sure that we that we draw out um, the, the nuggets that we want you guys to have from these um, books throughout the year in our anchor points. All right, so we're going to dive into our content. One of our goals for these podcasts is to kind of be like short. We don't want to keep you guys here all day. We know you have busy schedules. Our goal really is to be able to 
um, give you guys some nuggets each um, every other Wednesday to give you some good content um, to help you connect, to help you grow as first-year teachers, and um, to allow you guys to keep on rolling. So we're going to dive into today's. What we want to focus on today is seven things effective teachers do every day. You guys are just three weeks in or so to the school year. Um, you have probably had a lot of experiences so far, some good, some challenging, and so we just want to lift up things that teacher, effective teachers do every day. And this is not just like Sarah and Crystal's list. This is research shows that these um, seven things are what effective teachers do every day. And so as we go through these, I want you guys to be thinking to yourself, which of these can I do better or can I start to do tomorrow? Um, these are all things that you can start tomorrow. They don't require anything extra. Um, so be thinking about which one you can start tomorrow, and then as a follow-up, make sure you do that. Make sure that you follow up to it. Make a commitment to actually do it. You guys can come to these anchor points every day. You can participate in all the professional learning you want, but if we're not applying what we're learning, then we're not impacting students, and that's what our goal is. So make sure that you make a commitment to do one of these seven things and then do it starting tomorrow. So the first thing that effective teachers do is prepare, prepare, prepare. Effective teachers are going to over-prepare for everything. You're going to have a plan in place for every lesson plan, for every transition, for every um, movement that you want your students to make in class, for um, after school, for before school. You're going to prepare for everything. Effective teachers do not wing it. If you've ever had a teacher tell you just to wing your lesson, that they don't do a lesson plan, they just wing it, they just come up with something that morning, they make their copy, they make it, they roll with it, that's not true. It's not, that is not effective, um, especially for a first year teacher. It is not effective to try to wing it. So prepare, prepare, prepare. The more prepared that you are, the better um, teacher you're going to be, the more impact that you're going to have on your students. So always over prepare. Absolutely, Sarah. I totally agree with that first point with preparing. Um, our second point is offended teachers treat every student with respect and dignity. Um, you know, we always are kind of like, you know, sometimes we have this authoritative uh, or authoritarian approach, feeling like we must be respected because we're the elder in the classroom, we're the oldest, we're the person, we're the teacher. Uh, but um, an effective teacher treats every student with respect and dignity every day. So no matter how the student acts, what that student does, your respect and your dignity does not waver. Uh, so um, you don't treat anyone in a disrespectful or undignified manner. Um, you are always uh, treating them as the esteemed people they are. So an effective teacher, uh, definitely, um, no matter the behavior, no matter the grades, no matter the frustration, um, you always keep that respect and dignity intact for students. All right, the next thing that an effective teacher is going to do is to smile. I want you guys to, to ignore the advice that you've probably already heard that you shouldn't smile until the 10th day of teaching or until the, the, the second month of teaching. Ignore that advice. Effective teachers smile and they smile a lot. They greet their students every day. They smile during conversations with students. They smile while they're teaching. They make sure their students know that there is no place they would rather be than in that classroom with those students. Make sure your students know that. Um, relationships matter. How you feel about your students and how you convey that to them matters. So smile. Get rid of the advice that you should not do that until the 10th day. 
Word to that, Sarah. Absolutely. I definitely want to see y'all pearly whites in the classroom. Um, number four is effective teachers are good actors. So we know that, you know, our lives, things happen. We're not just a teacher. We, we're parents. We're siblings. We're, you know, we may have another job. We have other, we have other roles in our lives um, that could kind of put us in, in personal moods where uh, we may not be in the mood to come in today or maybe something happened where you're not you're kind of off you're not really your um, self but a good an effective teacher is a good actor because they don't allow their personal mood or their personal feelings um, to affect uh, how they um, treat you know their students so just knowing like having that kind of like barrier of you know hey you know what I didn't wake up feeling that great or I woke up from a situation that happened yesterday that kind of put me in a bad mood but I'm not going to uh, allow that to be an excuse to treat my students poorly or have it you know kind of you choke my professional life um, being able to um, continue to bring yourself every day for students uh, because they depend on you um, is something that an effective, te effective teacher does Okay, effective teachers also, going on that same line, effective teachers remain calm and composed, especially in tough situations. So you're going to have to draw, draw on those um, acting skills that we just talked about. When conflict meets calm, it is more effectively resolved. So the more out of control a student seems to be, the more in control the teacher must be. You cannot de-escalate a student if you are also escalated. This requires acting and it also requires some emotional awareness. You need to be able to identify what you're feeling in that moment and then calm yourself down. You have to recognize that you feel frustrated, that you feel um, embarrassed, that you feel angry, that you feel uncertain of what to do. You need to recognize that in the moment and then be able to put that aside to be able to address a student calmly um, and in a composed way. So this requires a lot. We got to dig in and, and learn about our emotions and how we respond to situations. But we want to make sure that we remain calm and composed for our students. I don't know if y'all missed that, but Sarah just preached a whole word. She said you cannot de-escalate students if you yourself are escalated. If I had a tambourine, it would be banged up. <laughs> that, wow. I think I'm just going to text that in my family group chat. I'm, I'm going to send that to everybody I know. That was dope. Amen. Um, number six, effective teachers have clear rules and procedures and adhere to them every day. So you definitely had a course uh, with us with that. Uh, but we, um, as you're in your classroom, it's kind of like now you're putting your knowledge uh, from theory to practice. So an effective teacher has clear rules and procedures that they adhere to every day. They are consistent. Your students know what to expect. Your parents know what to expect. And when you do this well, there are rarely any major uh, surprises. So when people know uh, what it is you expect, they are more likely to do uh, what you expect them to do. So just make sure that I know in the beginning of the school year, a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to spend this week on expectations. And then after the first couple of days, 
it's like, okay, they got it. Uh, continue to revisit those. Uh, take time um, to, even if it's October, November, December, like still, you know, if you need to go back and model expectations again, um, there, you know, it's not just a hit it and quit it. You definitely want to um, continue to um, share those with students so that it can become a natural flow in your classroom. Okay, and finally, effective teachers teach from bell to bell. You guys, do not try to be nice, and I'm putting nice in quotation marks here, air quotation marks, by allowing time for students to talk when they come into the classroom before they start working. Don't reward students with free time in the middle of class. Set the standard that every moment in your class is valuable and it's worth using, it's worth utilizing, because your students are valuable. You are being nice to them by expecting them to work from bell to bell. Um, so make sure that you are not allowing lulls in your class time. When you do that, you are inviting misbehavior. You're inviting off-task behavior and choices. Do not have a lull. Keep the, base, the pace going. Keep your students engaged and know that you love them the best when you hold them to high standards. The high standard for that should be we're going to work all day, y'all, because we have a lot to go over, and I, my job is to get you guys to be successful. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, as you think about these seven things, uh, we want you to not only think about them um, in isolation, but to also think about think about how you can apply them. So we have this uh, ask, ask yourself that we're going to have an ask yourself each and every time uh, we have a podcast series and uh, something to ask yourself when thinking about those seven uh, things that effective teachers do every day. Uh, ask yourself, do I have a list of procedures I can expect, I expect my students to follow? Have I determined which of those are of immediate importance? And am I establishing and practicing those procedures with my students on a consistent basis? So the purpose of us giving you a ask yourself, ask yourself this time, is just a way to recalibrate you and just see, are you doing those things? So if the answer is yes, that's awesome. Keep it up. Um, if that answer is, I'm not really sure, um, then, you know, use, you know, think about what things need to change um, in order for you to have these things in place on a consistent basis. So moving into our equity um, talk, uh, which will be also something that's featured in each of our uh, uh, podcast series uh, episodes, is now that you've heard about the seven things effective teachers do every day, so prepare, treat students with respect, smile, uh, uh, be a good actor, remain calm and composed, have clear expectations, rules, and procedures, and teach from bell to bell. How can these things um, contribute to an equitable learning environment? And if you just want to take some time and reflect and put that in the chat, or if you're uh, one of our listeners, uh, feel free to just answer that question or uh, give us your insight. How do seven things effective teachers do every day contribute to an equitable learning environment? Crystal, I have in front of me right now the instructional framework, which we use in Guilford County Schools. We referenced it with you guys in the um, in our orientation. And like those seven things are literally basically outlined in this instructional framework. We want to always plan. Being prepared helps to create an inclusive learning environment. Each of these things, when we hold students to a high standard, when we are when we smile, when we have relationships with students, 
all of that is inviting kids into our rooms and showing them that they are welcome, that they are loved, that they are valued. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I feel that all of these things are ways, you know, having a teacher smile, like that's like kind of the first, you know, kind of like the first nonverbal that I want to see. Um, so definitely, absolutely. It definitely stems to what we are already doing in the district. So I'm going to take this quick moment to also throw in a plug for our um, equity self-check that we have that we've shared with you guys in orientation. Um, that's another way to ensure that you have an equitable learning environment, to use those questions as a way to um, check yourself, to make sure that you, like, what are your answers? Well, you re reflect on those things. Um, see where you fall on those questions and where you could do better. We have two people. So Christina says equity to both extroverted and introverted by creating a safe space with procedures in place. Absolutely. And then Justice says, allows for students to be their best selves to ensure that they all they are all reaching their furthest potential in ways that are structured for them so they can succeed today and in the future. I know that's right. So it sounds like y'all are already on the right track with um, promoting an equitable um, learning environment at your schools. So if you think about what we just did, we asked you guys your... Um, your uh, song, your go-to song. Well, our self-care tip, I'm just so excited about our podcast because we have so many little things that we're going to be having in here. Uh, but our self-care tip is create a go-to playlist. And that's not only because, you know, you love music or you have, you know, you know, just, you know, a bomb playlist, but it's actual research that shows, um, that you probably already know, that it shows, um, that music can reduce anxiety, depression, blood pressure, and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, memory, increase some cognitive functions, enhance learning and concentration, ooh, and ward off the effects of brain aging. I know we want all of that. I want the whole list. I want the whole package. Absolutely. So, you know, do that for you. If you need to make a playlist, if you need to make certain playlists, I know I have certain playlists. I have a workout playlist, a calming playlist, uh, create music, create, uh, you know, make music a regular uh, part of your life, whatever genre it is, so that we can have those positive effects that research says. And also um, just, you know, keep your mood up, keep you in a, in a space where you know, you can be your best self. Like Sarah said, her song is Million Little Miracles. That puts her in, you know, a state of gratitude because that song is what that is about. So choosing mm -hmm. songs that kind of align with how you want to feel and how you want to be in this current moment. So think about that uh, when creating a playlist. It's also a great activity that you could involve students in if you wanted to create a playlist for your class. And that could be a reward. Instead of let's talk um, to each other for five minutes at the end of class, let's Let's say a reward is going to be that, well, you can listen to our playlist, have students contribute to that in edited, um, clean versions, of course, um, and uplifting messages, um, but have students contribute to us to a class playlist. And it'll have the same impact on them. Students respond to music as well. Um, so it's a great activity that you could involve students in. I love that idea. I love that. I would be so hyped. Awesome. And Christina says she's already doing that. She already has a, a Pandora station that she does. So I'm going to allow uh, Sarah to take it away. Okay, so um, that is all we got for you guys today, y'all. Like we said, we are going to kind of pass on these nuggets and let you get on with your day. It's 4.30, just about. Um, we hope that those of you who tuned in have a great afternoon. 
um, I do want to say before y'all go a couple things. Um, if, if you haven't signed in in your presence, then please get feel free to sign in. Um, the the sign in bar sign in link is in the chat bar. If you're listening, we don't need you to sign in. But if you are listening, be, not I'm not gonna say because you're required to. But if you are um, somebody who attended in in um, late August or September orientation, and one of your orientation requirements is to attend one of these anchor points. Um, I want you all to send this message to me, Sarah Campbell, in an email. So you're going to send the code prepare, prepare, prepare. Send that in an email to me, Sarah Campbell. I'll put it in the chat bar, not that it matters if you're listening, but I will put it in the chat bar. Sarah Campbell, you guys have my information. Send me the thing with prepare, 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 and I will know that you listened to this podcast and I will give you your credit for your orientation. Um, So the rest of you guys don't worry about that piece. There's also a feedback link that we have here that I will put in the chat bar. Um, We would love to hear your ideas. What would you like to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? What are some thoughts that you have for this anchor point moving forward? Because this is for you. Um, This is a way that we can all collaborate and um, grow together. So we want to hear what you guys want want to do and focus on. So please share that. In the feedback, we are wishing you guys a wonderful week. Uh, We'll be back for Anchor Point again on September 29th, which is a Wednesday, two weeks. Um, We will be seeing you guys in your schools. In the meantime, reach out to us. Reach out to your coach. We are so honored to be on this journey with you all, and we can't wait to see you next time. And here comes the survey link. I haven't put it in there just yet. Have a great afternoon, friends.